Okay, apologies for coming late. Uh, we're really, really sorry. But it's still a Sunday and it's still the prayer experience. And we thank the Lord for his goodness, his blessing, and his kindness over our lives. Thank you for joining us and becoming a part of the prayer experience this afternoon. Welcome wherever you're joining us. Please share, share, share. That's the name of the game, sharing, sharing, sharing. The more you share this video, the more people come to pray and the less the devil is happy, okay? I also want to draw your attention to the word experience. It's our weekday devotional, Monday to Friday, three, four minutes long, a uh, short inspiration. It's on the Daily Talks Media on Facebook and on YouTube. Also, we have our hotline, the Prayer Experience Community Hotline. You can connect with us that way. Ring that number, there's a landline. Ring that number, somebody will be there to pray with you. I wanna go straight into Thanksgiving because of time. And uh, the scripture we're using for Thanksgiving today, Joshua chapter 21 and verse 45. Not one of the good promise which the Lord had spoken to the house of Israel failed. All had come to pass. That's the testimony. When the children of Israel came into the promised land, they looked back and they saw that everything God promised, God had fulfilled. And today I want you to look at what are the things God has done in your life, in my life. You know, many times, we don't think about what he has done. We only think about what he's yet to do. Or sometimes we worry about what God has not yet done. And there are million and one things that he has done already for us. We need to be thankful. We need to give him praise for it. Okay, so join me wherever you are. Let's give thanks to the Lord for what he has done for me, what he has done for you, what he's done for your family, my family, our churches in Jesus' name. Let's give thanks. Father, we want to thank you. Thank you for today. Thank you for your kindness. Thank you for what you've done for us. Thank you for what you're doing in the local church ministry. What are we going to do in the world without the local church? Without the local church in the United Kingdom, the local church in the Philippines, the local church in Nigeria, the local church in Kenya, pastors and ministries and churches and church workers and so many people doing so many things, helping out, helping with the wounded, helping with the broken, helping with the homeless, helping with in different ways and shining as light in, in communities across the world. Thank you for what you're doing in individual Christian lives, in our workplaces, in our homes, in our families. Thank you, Lord, for your blessing. Thank you for provision. Thank you for protection. Thank you for guidance. 
Thank you for your plan, your agenda for the church of Jesus Christ on planet Earth. We give you thanks, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. You know, I just remembered last week, um, I was driving, I was on the motorway, and there was this car coming behind me and speeding, and uh, the guy could hardly press his brake. He was supposed to stop, but he was struggling to stop. He had to go off the road and get on the hard shoulder. But I just remember all while that was happening, I was looking at my rear mirror, and all that was going on behind me, there was no fear in my heart at all. I had a sense of peace. I had a sense of God's hand upon me. And that can only be God. And, I, I you know, God, God's got you. I don't know who this word is for. God has got you. A lot of things may be happening around you. Fear not. God has your back. And no evil will touch you. No harm will come near you. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's look at the inspired word. Compassion for the unsaved. I want to pull this scripture in 2 Kings, in 1 Kings 22 and verse 17. Micaiah answered, I saw all Israel scattered on the hills like sheep without a shepherd. And the Lord said, this people have no master. Let each one go home in peace. Because of time, I cannot elaborate on this. But the prophet came and spoke a word about an Israel that had been battered and beaten and bruised by their enemies. These were God's covenant children, but they had missed their way. They had strayed away from the Lord. So much was happening. And he looked at them and he said, Israel is like a sheep that the master has been taken away. The master has been killed. The shepherd has been killed. And now the sheep, the sheep, they're wandering around aimlessly without direction without focus. You know, yesterday, Paul Royals and myself, we were on the streets of Preston about 1 a.m. praying, prayer walking. And we saw all kinds of things on the streets. And I saw in my spirit eye, I saw men and women like sheep without a shepherd. I saw people without direction. I saw people without focus. I saw people whose lives I've been wasted away on riotous living, like the Bible will put it in King James' language. People wasting their lives away. People thinking this is life, but it's actually death. People spending their hard-earned money on things that do not make any positive difference. And you know, as Christians and as believers, as intercessors, that's why we are on the prayer experience, because we see people as sheep without shepherd. Look around you. Look around your community. Look around your neighborhood. Look around even in your family. How many lives are living in purpose? How many people have direction? How many people are actually maximizing their potentials? How many people have got God-given talents, but are wasting away. How many people are living meaningful lives? If you can see any, even if it's one, that's the reason to pray. We're here on prayer experience. 
to stand in the gap on behalf of humanity, the broken, the bruised, the people that are lost. That's why we are here. And until every one person is saved and tucked into the kingdom of God, until every one individual has come off darkness walking in the light, until there's no one child aiming, walking aimlessly, roaming the streets homeless without shelter, until this world becomes a perfect place, then we will stop praying. And somebody said yesterday when I mentioned this, he said, but you know, pastor, that's never going to happen until Jesus comes. That means we have to keep praying until the master comes. Let's look at what Jesus himself said in Matthew chapter 9 and verse 36. When he saw the crowds, he had compassion on them because they were harassed and helpless sheep without a shepherd. I like us to have a moment of reflection. This is what Jesus saw when he looked at the crowd, when he looked at people, when he looked at humanity. He saw sheep without a shepherd. What can you see? Are you moved with compassion for the unsaved? Are you moved with compassion for those who today, if they die, they're going to hell? Are you moved with compassion for those who right now run the risk of living all their lives without purpose, without direction? Are you moved with compassion for those who right now are walking in blindness? They've been blind all their lives and they will die blind spiritually, spiritually. Are you moved with compassion? I want you to pray as we step into a brand new week and say, God, give me a burden for this week. Put something on my heart for this week, whether to pray for people right now that are going through difficult challenges in their marriages, people who are crying in the night and nobody can see them, people who are in pain at the minute, psychologically, emotionally, spiritually. Give me a burden for someone. Give me a burden for a community. Give me a burden for my world. Can we pray that right now, wherever you are? Pray and say, God, don't let me go through the motion of prayer. Don't let me just go through the cycle of prayer. Don't let me just wake up and pray. But give me a burden. Give me a heart and a desire to see my world change. To see young men, to see young women find purpose, find direction for their lives. To see the darkness that is hanging over homes and families being broken when you see men walk out of their homes and leave children to be nurtured just by the woman alone or vice versa. And you see children grow up not having a male figure or a, a female figure. That can happen. And you see people grow up with no support structure, no family structure. And the pain in the heart of whether it's the man left alone or the woman left alone to carry the burden of raising the, the children all by themselves. And we see this all over the place. We see people so riddled with death, they end up committing suicide and take their own lives. We see a lot of darkness in our world. Give us a burden to pray. Thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. 
I want us to move on and pray for the church. You know, Jesus was speaking in that same scripture in Matthew chapter 9. Let's see what he says. Then he said to his disciples, having seen what he saw in the world, having seen what he saw, Jesus now turned his attention to his disciples. That is you and I. And he says, the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. Important thing, he says, pray, ask the Lord of the harvest, therefore, to send out workers into his harvest field. Turn to his disciples and say, pray. Pray that the Lord of the harvest, the Greek word there is to trust for, to forcefully push out laborers into the harvest. I want us to pray for the church. And more and more people will volunteer to be laborers in God's kingdom. We have too many people going to church, sitting down, doing nothing. It's time to begin to serve in the kingdom. We can begin to preach in our homes. We can begin to preach in our neighborhood. We can begin to preach in our workplaces. We can begin to preach. That man that sits next to you in the bus or that woman that sits next, next to you in that uh, a train as you travel, strike up a conversation, share with them about the love of Christ. Of course, do it with wisdom, but there must be something we can do. We need more laborers. Too many people have not heard the gospel, and we need more laborers. Can we pray? Pray, Lord, send forth laborers. Send out laborers. Send men and women. Some of us don't need to travel as far as India or travel as far as Kenya to go on mission. Our mission field are the streets of our city, the streets of our towns, where we live, the people that come into our homes, our friends, our neighbors, our relations that visit us. That's our mission field. We need to open our mouths. We need to speak the word of God to people. Share the good news. He said, send laborers. Father, we pray for the church that we will, we will stop sitting down idly doing nothing. Somebody once talked about the 30, 70, 20, 80, 40, 60 uh, 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 dichotomy in the church. 30% of the people doing 70% uh, not doing anything. And we see less productivity and we see less result. We want, Lord, that we'll begin to have 60% doing the work, 70% doing the work, 80% doing the work. Lord, we pray one day we will see 100% every single blade of grass in the field, every single individual will begin to become productive. We'll begin to reach out. We'll begin to minister. We'll begin to speak the good news, the gospel in the name of Jesus. We will all put our hands on the plow and not look back. We pray that in the name of Jesus. We will not be bystanders. We will bystanders. We will not be uh, uh, watchers, people who just watch what is going on. We will get involved. We'll be volunteers in the kingdom. We will volunteer ourselves to serve in the kingdom. We will make ourselves available to serve in the kingdom, to say, here I am, Lord, use me, use me with every breath 
that I breathe. Use me with every ounce of strength I've got. Use me with every energy within my muscles. Use me with every talent and skill that you've given me. Use me, Lord. Use me for the kingdom. Use me for the work of the kingdom. Help us, O oh God. Let that be our desire. Let that be our prayer. Trust forth, labor us into the harvest. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Can we pray for the nations? A scripture we're using. John chapter 4, verse 35. Jesus said, you know the saying, four months between planting and harvest. But I say, wake up. Wakey, wakey, wake up and look around. The fields are already ripe for harvest. There are lots of people right now out there in the world that are just ready. They are ready. I want us to pray. God, bring them in. Bring them into the kingdom. Let them respond to the good news. Millions of people across the world right now are, the, are at the verge of receiving Jesus into their lives. They are ready. Don't let the enemy deceive you and say people don't want to receive Jesus. They want. They do. Yes. Lots of people. The Bible says the harvest is plenty. Look at it. It says the harvest is plenteous. The laborers are few. Then Jesus now said, lift up your eyes. Look around. The harvest is everywhere. I want you to pray for your town. Pray for your village. Pray for your city. Pray for your community. Pray for your family. Pray for those who don't know the Lord yet. And say, God, give them that extra nudge. Give them. They are ready. They're just ready. They're waiting. Their hearts are prepared. People are ready. They want to know God. They want to serve God. Lord, we pray that we will see more people coming to church. <laughs> yes, more people responding to the cry of the gospel. As evangelists hit our, our city centers and they are preaching, as we do street to street, door to door evangelism, as we preach the gospel online on internet, as the word of God is going forth on social media, as this gospel is being preached everywhere at the same time, all over the world, we pray that people will respond. They will respond. They will not hold back any longer. They will not wait one more day. Today is the day of salvation. Today is the day of salvation. That as people hear, we pray, let their hearts respond. Lord, we will stop saying, as the church, four months and then the harvest. No, the harvest is here already. Lord, let it begin to happen. People being led to the Lord. Salvation on our streets, salvation in our homes, salvation everywhere. Lord, we prophesy and we speak that. We prophesy and we speak that right now in the name of Jesus. People we have given up hope on that they will be saved. Suddenly, we'll begin to see them come to church. We'll begin to see them serve the Lord. We'll begin to see them even on the streets evangelizing and speaking to other people about their faith, oh God, or wherever they are in their workplaces, within their sphere of influence. Suddenly, the darkness becomes light. Let that begin to happen. Let that begin to happen. Let that begin to happen. Lord, we pray. We cry out in the name of Jesus. Our hearts are longing for that move, that awakening. 
that stretching forward of the hand of God to bring people into the knowledge of the truth. Thank you, Lord, in Jesus' mighty name. Amen and amen. Let's, let's proceed. Two more prayer points, and then we will finish today. I want us to pray for the family structure. Pray for children in the home. Pray for uh, 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 marriages. Pray for families. And I just think about a lot of men right now, especially men who have lost their jobs because of the whole COVID situation, economic downturn in different countries of the world and stuff like that. Some people have lost their job trying to get one, you know, try to make a living. I want us to pray this prayer in Isaiah chapter 58, verse 11. It said, the Lord will guide you continually, giving you water when you are dry, restoring your strength. It said, you'll be like a well-watered garden. This is one of my all-time top most favorite scripture. It says, you will be like a well-watered garden, like an ever-flowing spring. I want you to pray that over families in your in your town, in your cities. Pray that over families in the United Kingdom. Pray that there'll be a turnaround. Pray that there'll be a change. If you know any family close to you, family, friends, neighbors, things like that, just pray for them and say, Lord, turn things around, especially if, they, if they've been having a, a rough time, going through difficult times, you know, unemployment, sickness, or whatever it is. Just pray that they'll become like a well-watered garden Father, will you visit homes, visit marriages, visit families. We pray for children in the homes, children that are struggling uh, with, with so many things in the home. We, we, we do remember families where they can't even afford to pay the school fees of their children. And children struggling because they don't get all that they need to be able to be successful and prosper in their academics, in schools, in colleges, in universities. We want to pray your blessing over families. We want to pray your blessing over homes. Let this blessing come upon uh, men and women, husbands and wives, fathers and mothers, brothers and aunties and sisters. We want to see the home prosper. We, 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 we stand against the darkness in the name of Jesus. We come against the darkness in various homes. We pray for marriages that are faltering at the minute, marriages that are at the verge of breakdown, marriages that are really, really struggling. Let the peace of God roll in. Let the peace of God flow in. Let the peace of God step in. In the name of Jesus, we pray that those marriages and families and homes will begin to flourish and turn around in the name of Jesus. We stand against the spirit of death. In Jesus' name, so many families crippled with debt that they can't pay even in a lifetime. And somehow it just keeps accumulating and accumulating, and they can never get out. We break the hold of debt, financial debt, in the name of Jesus. We break that hold right now, and we speak prosperity like a well-watered garden into homes, into families. Make a way, O oh God, in Jesus' name. Amen. And straight away, we want to pray for healing and restoration of health and wellness and well-being right now i remember a man whose prayer point was sent to me yesterday struggling with addiction to alcohol his life is just going down the drain i break the hold of that 
uh, that spirit of addiction over his life. I break that hold right now. Look at that scripture. It says, you shall serve the Lord your God. He shall bless your bread and water, and he will remove sickness, all kinds of sickness, disease. That's not God's plan. That's not God's will. That's not God's purpose. I want to pray for anyone who is in the bondage of any sickness, any infirmity, any disease, uh, every kind of every kind of uh, a stronghold of the enemy over the mind, mental health. Uh, and this afternoon or later this evening, Nigel will be speaking. Um, uh, this evening, uh, Nigel talks. We're going to have Nigel talks, and you know the theme of that is on mental health. You know, we, we're praying so many people under the cush of that mental health aff affliction. We want to break that hold in the name of Jesus. We break that hold right now. We speak health and well-being into lives, into bodies, into minds in the name of Jesus. And I pray for this man who's been bound with the spirit of addiction to alcohol. I break that. Command you to walk in health and wellness and well-being in Jesus' name. Mentally, physically, psychologically, emotionally, in the name of Jesus. We come against cancer. We come against tuberculosis in the name of Jesus. I come against that, 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 that tumor in the brain in Jesus' name. I bind it in the mighty name of Jesus. We rebuke every sickness in Jesus' name. We plead the blood of Jesus right now to flow into bodies, into minds. We pray that right now. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Set people free in the name of Jesus. There's so much power in that name. If only we will believe we'll walk in freedom, we'll walk in liberty, we'll walk in victory, we'll walk in triumph, because there is power in that name. Come on, let's give thanks to the Lord. <laughs> Thank him. Thank him right now. Believe that you receive. Believe that you receive. Believe that you receive. Believe that you receive. Say, thank you, Lord, because I believe I receive health in my mind, health in my spirit, health in my body, health in my bones, in the name of Jesus. God even says in his word, he says, he will heal our bones. Thank you, Lord, for wellness in our bones. Back pain is healed in the name of Jesus. We receive wellness, wellness in our bones in the name of Jesus. We walk in liberty. We walk in freedom in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Wow, 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 wow. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, everyone who's prayed with us. This afternoon, when I say us, you say, oh, but you're alone. I'm not alone. We've got a good team. They are with us praying, people praying in the background, people who are with you on Facebook, on YouTube, commenting along with you, members of the prayer experience team. You know, we thank God for that. Please don't forget to join the prayer experience community on WhatsApp and on Facebook. Be a part of that community. It's there for you. We're strategizing 2022 is going to be a good year to pray. <laughs> yes, a good year to pray. Also subscribe to Daily Talks um, on uh, the audio podcast. You can find it on Android and iOS. You know what? The other day I was looking at it and more than 2,000 listens on the audio podcast alone. More than 2,000 times people have prayed with us 
just using the audio podcast alone. That is so amazing. I want to say thank you for those of you who are doing that, listening only on the audio version. The audio version is normally available straight away as soon as the video broadcast is finished. The big one today, Will Simpson. You know him. He came on when Joanne and Nigel were speaking about mental health during the Mental Health Awareness Week. And uh, he's a young man that God completely delivered him uh, in all the area of mental health and all kinds of uh, addiction, and God set him free. He'll be sharing his story himself. Revelation chapter 12, 11 says, We overcome by the blood of the Lamb, by the word of our testimony. And so you're going to hear that 6 p.m. today, a word of victory. A testimony is a word of victory where God, where someone shares what God has done in their life. So invite friends and neighbors, send a link to somebody. It's there on Daily Talks channel, YouTube and Facebook. Search for it and send it to them and say, this will do you good this evening. But then tomorrow is Monday. We are back 1 p.m. with a prayer experience. And it's going to be a lovely week. Somebody said to me, I'm expecting a lovely week this week. And I said, Lord, I, I claim that, Lord. I claim that this week is a good week for me. I hope you say that to yourself as well, that this week is a good week for you and I. God bless you, and we'll see you again. Bye-bye. See?
Join them cry.